Hey guys, I'm here at New York Comic Con uh, with Ryan and Lorraine. Hey, shout Hi. out to all the Marvel fans. What's up, No Load Time? Thanks, guys. Look out for us on the next episode of No Load Time. Yeah, yeah and read more Marvel. Yeah. Best. My name is Jose Velez, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. Excelsior, what's good, everyone? It's so good to be back with you on the next episode of No Low Time. I hope you guys enjoyed our NYCC special episode, and if you haven't, make sure you check that out. But it's good to be back on, on the regular No Low Time show here. Yeah, it feels good to be back on a, on a regular scheduled day, for sure. Uh, I know that you've been busy this this whole week uh, to getting back to work, and uh, I've been swamped at work as well. But we're definitely gonna definitely gonna try to make this work for you guys. Uh, so, Joe, what's up? I know that that pretty much our, our last episode, our NYCC episode, was was pretty much your what's up for the uh, for the weekend. But uh, have you done anything else after that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that uh, everyone knows what's up with Joel after that episode. You got a full on Joel NYCC rant there. Uh, but but aside from all of that, I actually got to recently watch uh, the Flash premiere, so the the new season premiere. Um, and it's I believe it's how like the Flash Rebirth, I believe is what the title is, if I'm not mistaken. The Flash is reborn or something along those lines. Um, it's a it's a really good episode. I like that it's um you know where my complaints in the past have been that the show is always very draggy and sometimes you know super dramatic and drawn out and then like there's only a couple minutes that you actually really need to see of the cool stuff that happens and i don't even mean just from an action standpoint just being from a story um progression um you know sometimes it, it, we over we have too much of time where they're just we're just um talking about a situation and we're repeating it over episode over episode and you want to see progress happen with these characters in this episode a lot happens very quick um you know you have uh, killer frost without going into anything she's right away in in the show um which i didn't okay. expect to see her until later on maybe in the season like maybe you know a few episodes in she's right away in there um, you know, they quickly address what's going on with, uh, with that the Flash has been away for a very, very long time. And uh, without going into detail, you know, when the Flash comes back, he is back and he's back more powerful than ever. Um, so it's a really good episode. I recommend you guys check it out and, and enjoy the show. Um, you know, the last few seasons have been a little interesting and not, not been uh, too, too entertaining at times. But this episode was solid, so it's a good way to start off the, the new season. That's cool. I really dropped off after season two. I enjoyed it. It was good. I, I didn't find anything particularly wrong with it, but I kind of lost interest. But I know I know it's a good show, so I'm, I may jump back and watch it. I know that they, they put them on Netflix, so if I have the time, I'll definitely catch up. I still need to do some catching up to do on uh, on the Marvel stuff, so 
Whenever I get a chance, I'll, I'll probably catch up on Flash as well. That's, that's a good problem to have, Obed. Imagine that there was a day where there was barely any a comic book television or, or movies or TV shows and you had limited options. Now there's so many options, we don't even have time to keep up with this stuff. So that's a good problem to have. There was a time... Yeah, there was a time where there was nothing, and what what was there was garbage. So, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so yeah, you're 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 right. It's a good problem to have. Um, What's up with you, uh, Obed? Yeah, not not much with me. Um, uh, I I don't know if you got to watch any of the Gifted. I did not. That's something I gotta play catch up on. Okay, um, I watched the two episodes that the two episodes that have been out already. I like it? Question mark? <laughs> okay, okay. I, I think, okay. All right, so here, here's the problem that I had with it, especially on episode one. I went in with very, very high expectations because everyone was going on on, on social media about how great it was. I think it was fine. I didn't think it was mind-blowing. It was good. Brian Singer directed that pilot episode, so it was well directed. It was well paced. Uh, everyone in the show is good; like the acting's good. Um, then the episode for this week, it, it's kind of picking up. You know, it's it's they're they're progressing the story, and uh, they they do some like it's like oh the X Men's not here anymore, and the Brotherhood's not here anymore. So something happened to the X Men and the Brotherhood that they're not there so it's basically this band of mutants that are trying to do their own thing um and then going against uh the uh sentinel services and that's basically like a like a federal agency that's coming uh after the after them instead of being like the actual sentinel you know uh robots um it's good um like I said, the acting is good. Uh, I think the uh, choices that they made for mutants are good. Uh, special effects are good. It, I, if, if, if I had one gripe, it was that it, it, it's probably the the dad in the show. It, he kind of overacts a little bit here and there. Um, but everyone else is fine. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely very interested to see where they go with this. Uh, I'm, I'm totally, I mean, I'm in, so I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch the entire season. Um, in, uh, in, in, when we'll see how that goes, but, uh, so far I'm, I'm liking it. You know, it's not, I, I like, I like this two first episode better than the two first episodes on Iron Fist, you know? Okay. That's, That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. Um, other show I watched that I that I that I mentioned to you that's back on t on, on season two is uh, Designated Survivor, and I'm mentioning it, Joel, because something really funny happening in the show. So, uh, so they have they have a new character that's that's an advisor to the president, and and man, the character is totally Con Moriarty. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> Colin, former IGN and kind of funny game, <laughs> uh, 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 kind of funny uh, uh, fame. But they got this guy, man, that they they he totally look. He looks like Colin Moriarty. He has his mannerisms. He talks like him. It's just like, oh my god! It's like they saw 
Collins, you know, thing, and they kind of made a character after him, and he they put him as a. It's it's really funny because it, it, I saw the guy. It's like man, this guy just he he moves like Colin, he looks like Colin, he talks like Colin. It's like they had to know. Uh, so it's very interesting, and the show's uh, really good. So absolutely, that that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it, and re- like right now on on like regular TV, uh, like and on you know on network TV, it's probably my favorite show. I really like it, um, but I thought I, I'm just mentioning it because I, I thought it was really funny uh, that uh, they have a character uh, like that, uh, and he he his acting is pretty good too. So you know, uh, but it's it's crazy, man. It's like his mannerisms, and it's like oh my god, he it's crazy. Um, but uh, I did I did some gaming, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I wonder. I wonder if you've seen it. Uh, that should be interesting. See if he has, he has any opinions on it. Um, but uh, I did some gaming, Joel. Um, I I did get a chance to uh, play the Star Wars Battlefront Two beta for a couple hours over the weekend. Um, and I did. I did talk to you briefly about it, and I think it's phenomenal. Um, it's in my opinion, the best Star Wars game ever. Uh, and this is a beta. So this is not even the final product. Uh, it's just the way it looks, the way it plays, the sound design. Um, everything about it is great. Um, the The beta had three sec- separate sections. It has a uh, like an assault uh, uh, mission. It had the, a space battle. Um, and it had like a retrieve uh, mission. So... So the assault mission was on Naboo. Uh, I think this is the one that I played the most because uh, I think the map was really good and uh, having battle droids <laughs> from the prequels in there was, uh, I mean, a good, good throwback. I mean, I didn't have anything against the battle droids. I'm not. I'm not a prequel hater <laughs> uh, necessarily. I think Episode Two is not a good movie at all, but I'm not a prequel hater. Um, <laughs> And, and it's so it's good to see battle droids um, and basically this is if you're playing as the battle droids you have to make sure that your transport gets to uh, uh, to the palace so you have to protect the transport and then once you get to the palace then it flips then uh, then you're assaulting uh, you know the palace and you have to disable um, uh, some door locks so you can keep progressing inside uh, and then you play as clone, even if you play as clone troopers, then you have to uh, do go on the offensive first against the transport, and then you have to defend the palace uh, when you get there. So it's really cool how they flipped uh, both gameplay styles on the same uh, type of map. Um, it's very similar to the Walker assault on on the on the first EA Battlefront. Um, so it's very very similar to that. Um, but it just plays really well, Joel. Um, and the classes just make a big difference. Uh, I, I know that there's a lot of controversy, and then we'll talk about it in a second. But uh, just real quick to talk about um, the uh, space battle. Space battle is a space battle. It was good. The, the control still feels weird. <laughs> so I did terrible on that. So I didn't, I didn't really play too much of that. But basically, it was like disable the... Uh, the Star Destroyers, disable the shields, disable the locks, uh, and then had, that's basically your progression. Uh, it was good. Um, it, it's just that I'm not a big fan of the the way uh, the ships control. Uh, 
Um, and then the other uh, retrieve mission is basically in, uh, I can't remember the name of the planet, but where Masconada has her castle. Oh, um, yeah, that, that cantina. That, that's like a cantina. Yeah. So that was the uh, the third option was that. And basically you have to, you played as uh, the First Order and you had to retrieve a package inside the cantina and then um, go back to your extraction point. Uh, and then you play as uh, First Order and uh, and the Resistance. Uh, that one was good too. That one was a lot of fun. And and again, the class based uh, you know system that this game has may, makes it so much better and so much deeper than the first Battlefront. But uh, uh, I'm really enjoying it, Joel. I'm really looking forward for it. Nice man. That's that's what I wanted to hear. And. Um, you know, I know that you've already pre-bought, um, I'm looking to, to soon pick that one up, it's, it's a good timing for it to come out to you, kind of close to that holiday season, so it's one of those games you can just pop in and enjoy, um, but I'm glad to hear the beta is really good, uh, and I, I mean the space battle not being that great, that's a problem that they have even with the, the last one that just came out, and it, it's, it's not an easy thing to, to nail down, but hopefully maybe in the future it's something they will get, it's but it's, yeah, but it's not. It's not yeah, too. No, got... Yeah, it's. it's ahead, I'm it, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I'm just saying, like, it, it's one of those things. Like they've had the problem before, but, um, you know, it it's it's not it's not necessarily the most popular gameplay from Battlefront, anyways. Um, I'm glad that it's an option. You know, I I play when I can, but it it is one of the more challenging ones, and it's not the most easiest mechanics to get down. But, but you know. Yeah, and and it's it's just like like last time that we we played online that we did that uh, that um, that starship uh, uh, section uh, going into um, uh, the, the the Rogue One DLC that we played for for the first Battlefront a few weeks ago. Scare. So it, it's kind of like yeah, so it's kind of like that. You know, the some of the controls feel too loose, and uh, some people are saying it's like yeah, it takes a little bit you do take used to you know to get used to the controls but once you're used to it once you nail it uh then it's just really really good um so well i'll, I'll definitely give it a try of course when when i get the game um but the, a little bit of point of controversy joel and it's funny because just about an hour ago uh dice um responded to, to this controversy so so this game has loot boxes like Overwatch and uh, more recently uh, Shadow War, which that was a big deal because that's a single player game. Um, but it has loot boxes like, say, for example, yeah, like like I said, Overwatch and like mobile games where you get a daily bonus and then uh, from there you get your power ups. So, Joel, do you remember on the first Battlefront you get your credits and with those credits basically you just buy what you want, right? You want buy oh, yeah. emote, buy your skin. Yeah. So on this one, with your credits, you buy uh, a crate. It's basically a, a, a loot box. And then when you get that, you get three random items. So you get either a skin, you get a weapons power up, you get a grenade power up, or you get, you know, something. Uh, so you get three random things. Uh, when I played, I got a daily, so I got two dailies on, on both days I played. Uh, and then you get, for ranking up, you get some, um, 
and then with the credits that you earn with your games you can buy additional ones but the problem is Joel that you can actually use real world money to buy loot boxes so some dude buys a hundred bucks worth of loot boxes on day one he's going to be super overpowered versus people that are earning the loot boxes yeah that, that that's definitely going to be uh, a problem i mean there's no way around that that that's that's not as you either you offer it as you know you just get it in game or you can buy it externally um, when you start putting those two, two things together there's going to be guys out there that are going to just spend just for the sake of it and, and that, that that's not necessarily cool in my opinion i feel more um, rewarding when you earn it yeah, so they did it more like uh, what 2K did for uh, NBA 2K18. Yep. The basically. VP. Yep. So they did exactly they did exactly the same thing. You can just spend extra money and you can just basically super level up your character pretty much. Wow. Um yep. So that was a big uh, point of contention at the beginning of the week. Uh, EA slash Dice just came out about an hour ago and uh, they said that they are working on improving the system and they want to bring a balanced experience to all players. We'll see what changes they make. Uh, this this is what betas are for. So uh, I'm hoping they take uh, good feedback from it. Only thing, Joel, is that uh, reportedly Activision last year uh, between... Um, Overwatch and Destiny made a crazy amount of money with uh, people buying this sort of product from for their games. Um, I can't remember exactly what the amount of money was that Activation made, but it was a lot. So they're profiting so, from it, so that they're using that business model. Yeah, so I think I think EA is taking the opportunity to make some money out of it. I don't know where they're going with it. I'm hoping that they rework it a little bit. Okay. Um, be- because because the game is so good. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, Joel, even if I don't spend another dime, even if I just buy the game for 60 bucks and I just play it, and I don't, don't buy any loot boxes and I just earn my way through, I'll be happy because the game is so good that I would not even care, to be honest with you. Gotcha. Because it's, it's, it's really good. Like I, 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 you know, it, it's it's one of th- one of those things that is like, man, it's like, uh, you kind of feel conflicted because it's like, oh, this kind of this loot thing kind of sucks, but then at the same time, it's like, but this game is so freaking good, um, and it's it's kind of like the problem with another game that I'm going to talk about. Uh-oh. Uh, so I I played some more Marvels Capcom. I I. I don't know if the game's dead, Joel, but I tried to get online and I couldn't find a match on Sunday morning. Oh, no. Uh, so that's not a great sign. Um, but I, I did kept playing uh, through the arcade mode because it's good. It has a decent arcade mode. Uh, and I, I'm still enjoying it a lot. So um, I, I think I found my team. I th- I'm, I'm, I'm playing uh, uh, Mega Man X and Captain Marvel for now. Nice. Uh, I, I'm pretty... Not not confident, but I think I'm okay uh, with with a power stone, because <laughs> <laughs> I know I know a lot of people use the reality stone uh, because you get a projectile out of it, but uh, the you get a really handy wall bounce with the uh, with the power stone. So I've been using that. 
Uh, I, so I'm pretty comfortable with that team. Uh, but like I said, I tried to go online and, and I couldn't find a match. But I was like, hey, you know what? I'll just keep playing arcade because it's fun. Uh, so uh, I, I did get a bunch of that. I, I'm practicing my combos. And I'm uh, not saying that I'm great, but I, I'm not, you know, I'm still a beginner. Uh, but I can get I can get a decent a decent combo in so uh, so I'm happy about that uh, and uh, Joel just just to segue in because uh, I'm really enjoying this game quite a bit um, but there's some rumors that um, the a lot of the problems that this game has uh, regarding its uh, visuals and uh, features and character choices um, are due to this game having an extremely small budget uh, uh, that, that's incredible yeah and unfortunate um, and that's you know what's even crazier is that you know Disney has infinite money <laughs> so why not help Capcom out and make this game, you know, look a little bit better, um, you know, make, make it a little bit more polished, knowing that uh, for Marvel, uh, this is not their biggest moneymaker by, by, you know, by a long shot, but it is probably the most popular uh, Marvel, I'd say product, a gaming product, I guess, um, because it's very popular with both uh, casuals and, uh, and pro players. And uh, Joe, what's really stunning to me is that the, in, the based on these rumors, and again, this is rumors, uh, the the entirety of the budget for Marvel's Capcom Infinite is is the same budget, is the same amount the Street Fighter had for its DLC. That's that's ridiculous. That why explain to me why would they have that low of a budget? Ah, uh, uh, I don't know, man. But but what what are, what do you think of this? What what are, what what are things going on here? That's what, that's my biggest problem. Is like why would they why would they do this? Just because I mean I know um, Capcom had its you know its, its issues you know with the Street Fighter and everything going on there. But I mean. I don't know, man. Like, is this is this something that has to do that they just didn't think they needed that much of a budget? Is this a management issue? Is this a is this an issue, an issue with um you know the, just just the way when they were putting this together? They said, well, this maybe what we can cut back on, and they just didn't value this IP as much as as they didn't like properly evaluate the market. I feel like there's someone who knows the answer. Um, I do believe the rumors about the budget. I mean, it just it, you can visually looking at it and you hear this kind of story. It's like, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. That that's a clear answer yeah. for why it looks the way it does. But someone out there knows why they would do this with in regards to a budget, and that that's a question I want to know. And I hope it comes out sooner than later. Yeah, and what's messed up is that for uh, over Comic Con, they uh, they revealed Sigma and Black Panther. Um, and they had they had already re revealed Monster Hunter, and all three of those DLC characters look great. And like, those characters were originally going to be in the game already. 
Yes, the, those games were supposed. Those three characters were supposed to be in the main game, and then they decided to make them DLC and announce it at New York Comic Con uh, and, and try and, and get extra cash out of it. Yeah, because it, I guess it was like a last minute decision. Uh, unfortunate, um, man, and and the reason why why some characters uh, that came back from. Uh, uh, UMVC three looks so bad. It's because they basically just grabbed the model, and and put it put it in uh, on 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 Unreal Four engine, and changed the shaders, and <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and that's why they look so ugly. Uh, but at least they fixed some of it. Like Dante, they fixed Dante's and Chun Li's face for sure. They look much better, <laughs> uh, much much better than the original. Uh, uh, you know when when the original uh, uh, reveal came out, uh, but man, it's unfortunate because the game's so good, Joel. It's so addicting, and like like right now, like a couple of nights ago, it's like man, I really want to play Marvel. Like I like it's one of those things. Like I really want to kind of sort of you know play it because it's good, it's fun, uh, and that's the that's the that's the saddest part. It's yeah, fun. It's not like. Cause Marvel Three was not fun. I mean, I for me it wasn't. It was, it wasn't a bad game, but it uh, for me it was not fun. But this this game to me is fun, and that's what's uh, so unfortunate about it. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see where this goes. We'll we'll see when they reveal the next DLC characters, and I'm sure that they'll have a season two um, with with more characters. And I'm hoping that the game doesn't die because. It's a good game, you know. Uh, it's it's unfortunate that it had so many problems, but uh, moving along to more Capcom news from <laughs> straight out of New York Comic Con, all of this stuff came out. Pretty much, yeah. So, um, there's been uh, long rumors that uh, Street Fighter Five was going to get an arcade mode, and uh, yeah, they announced Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition coming out. January sixteenth. Uh, if you already have Street Fighter Five, this would be a, this will be a free upgrade. Uh, so this would be you know basically free DLC. Um, and if you buy uh, the disc, uh, which goes for forty dollars, and I think that it, that's a phenomenal price, you'll get uh, both season one and season and season two characters. So you get basically the entire package. Uh, I know for sure that there's gonna be a season three, but uh, but that's what you would get on on the disc, um, or actually, the disc is basically the Street Fighter Five disc, and then you'll get a code for the characters. Oh, okay. Um, yep, and then um, and then this looks like it's gonna be a a, a pretty uh, big update. This looks like it's gonna be a big deal um, because the uh, the arcade mode is just not a. You know, just a regular arcade mode. It has. Uh, they're adding the bonus stages, uh, but it's basically like pick your own story kind of thing. So it goes from uh, you could pick like different storylines, basically from Street Fighter One uh, all the way to Street Fighter Five. So one, two, Alpha, three, four, and five, uh, and then and it ha- and then it has a different you know set of characters that you get to fight. Um, uh, I believe there's one that's like up to 14 characters that you can fight on arcade mode, uh, and of course you'll earn earn fight money, 
and every character will get uh, every character will get an ending for each of those uh, modes and the artwork's gonna be done by Udon it's not gonna be done by uh, unfortunately the guy that did the art for the uh, the story mode in Street Fighter 5 which is uh, I forgot his name but uh, he's a renowned artist but I guess this was done on like a super budget again Capcom with having no money um, <laughs> and so the art the art looks really weird but the artwork for the uh, uh, for the the arcade mode is going to be made by Udon Comics so uh, that's that's good uh, but yeah Joe uh, what, what do you think what's uh, do, do you think this is good uh, at least they're not making me buy another game I can just keep my same disc and I just buy the DLC if I want it it's a good option. Um, I'm, I'm. That's the. I think the best part about it is like that they're making it. You know, if you own it already, you just get the free downloadable content. Um, if you don't own it, you can jump in and basically get the disc, um, and and jump in with with everything together. Um, so it's it's a fair option. I mean, and and uh, you know, I I know you'll be definitely downloading this. So when you do, let me know what your thoughts are when you actually get your hands on on it. I'd be curious to see. Uh, this arcade mode, the impressions that people have on it. Uh, I know you're you're an arcade guy, so you probably will like this. Um, but I think it's it's a good idea. I'm glad that it's it's basically free if you already own it. You know, and if not, then no complaints. I mean, you're you're still getting a good a good deal for forty dollars for uh, the total package. So good yeah, good yeah, for Capcom. I'll, I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely play it for sure, especially just to check out. Uh, you know some of the new mechanics that it'll have because it'll have new mechanics and it'll have new things uh and it's you know uh, I'll, I'll definitely check it out that this may bring me back to street fighter but you know with marvel and some other uh competitive stuff that's coming out next year like the cedia and uh and dragon ball uh we'll see um capcom needs to get their stuff together because one once dragon ball comes out joe i'm telling you like this you know, Capcom better be ready for that game. Yeah, because it looks really good. It's going to be a big deal. Yeah, that's going to be a big deal. Um, but Joel, I know that we had some movie trailers. Uh, you want to go ahead and uh, tell us about the the Justice League, uh, the final trailer? Yeah. Um, it's you know we didn't include this in the New York Comic Con episode because it was it's separate. Um, you know, it came out during the weekend, uh, but it wasn't a part of New York Comic Con, which I think is a little bit of a missed opportunity. Like it would have been cool to have something happen there, like to put some buzz on social media on top of the new trailer. Um, but watching the new trailer, uh, I really I thought it was really nice. Um, I didn't love the trailer. It's not that it was a bad trailer by any means, but I think the uh, the San Diego Comic Con trailer was really, really good. I really liked that one. Uh, the whole you know come together thing. It was this. It was a. Uh, it's a really. I thought that was a really good trailer. But this one, um, you know, I, it, it's really good. I think the best part of it. And I was talking to you about this before, uh, Obed. Is is you know I know some people have their gripes with how much you know the Zack Snyder films, how how the betrayal of Superman is and. You and I are both on the record that we like Man of Steel. I actually think Man of Steel is a really good movie, an underrated movie. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I like I like that movie a lot. I like that movie a lot. I think it's one of the one of the best Superman movies we've actually had. I'll go as far as to say that. I think it's a, it's a really solid film, and it's deeper than people realize. Um, yeah. it, it's oh, a yeah. it's a very deep film. Um, but 
with with all that being said, like you know, you do recognize with Man of Steel, you know, Batman vs Superman, and even with this, like Zack Snyder has uh, a strong connection to Superman, so he he continues this his Superman arc through these movies, and you can see it's going to continue in Justice League now. So, um, you know, with it picking off right away with you know everyone's missing Superman, Lois is missing Superman, which I don't know if that beginning scene is necessarily a a vision or if that's actually real. It, you know, the jump edit of it, like you really just don't know. I mean, you don't know until you'll see the movie. It could be either or, yeah. It could go yeah, either it could be way. Either or, because. Yeah, um, I, I like that that opening that opening in that trailer. I I, I liked it. Me too. Me too. And I, I, I like yeah, I like them both. I, I really like Amy Adams and I like Henry Cavill. So I, I think it's even even if their chemistry is not great, but uh, but that little scene at the beginning of the trailer was well shot, and I I it got me. You know, I got the feels. I got the feels. That's what I was gonna say. Like throughout the whole trailer, the best part of it to me is the whole like for like this one the first time because in Suicide Squad they kind of tried to do it a little bit like a world without Superman kind of thing but like in this trailer was the first time I actually like felt the emotion of like like what a world without Superman is and how much they need him and how Batman you know is, is basically saying like I, I made him a promise like you know we we need Superman like we need people to rise up and take up the mantle of Superman and they they pan to that scene from Batman vs Superman spoiler alert when he's dead uh, that they show the 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 you know his his monument they say if you look for his his uh, memorial like you know look around you and it's like everyone like can do their part to be a Superman or a Superwoman you know that kind of that kind of thing and I love that and I love the whole like Superman inspired and gave hope because that's what he is in the comics. It's all about hope with Superman. Um, so I, I really think that's one of the best parts of the Justice League new trailer. But I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't think it's as good as the last trailer. But uh, I also think it's show, showing a lot more like extra stuff with the end battle. Not too happy about that. But I mean, more trailer means more footage. It wasn't spoiling anything. It's just showing us more. And I mean, you expect that yeah. with the new trailer, but um, but it's all right. So uh, I don't know if you noticed, but did you notice that there were uh, scenes from the previous trailer that looked completely different? Yes, yes. Like the lighting was different, the background was different. It was like completely different from the last trailer. Like some scenes that were dark, uh, you know, there was like like a black sky and, and dark and shadowy. Now there was like this red hue and light and... I, that's good. I mean, I like colors. Colors it's are good. It's Joss Whedon. Not it's too the much Joss red Whedon though. effect. Yeah, yeah. Not too much red though, because red bleeds all over the screen. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, the, I mean, the color red never translate great into uh, uh, into movies because of you know color bleed. But uh, but it it looked good. I I'm I'm impressed with the changes they made. I'm hoping that they. Uh, the, the the changes and the choices that Joss Whedon made to the movie pay off. Uh, I'm hoping this movie's good. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Flash was hilarious. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying this version of the Flash where 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 he then you know he's like an awkward kid and he's funny and I I I like it a lot. 
See, and that's the one, I think that's the one thing that I I'm not gonna say like I disagree with you, but I'm very cautious with. Like I'm very you, you you remember my rant on on the Flash. I won't do it again, but I, I'm very cautious yeah. oh. with, with the Flash. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I I'll wait till I see the movie because it's just a trailer. Um. But but I'm I'm cautious with the character, you know. But I'm I'm hoping to be wrong and and that it's totally great. Um, I don't, I don't think that there's anything terrible necessarily in the trailers with the Flash, um, but you've heard my rants again prior, so I won't, I won't repeat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hoping for the best on that one. Um, but what about that Star Wars trailer, man? Oh, oh my gosh! So, funny story. Um, that trailer when it came out, it was on Monday. Um, that was during the time when um you know the, the whole like thing about is that we we've not had an official trailer for this movie yet even though this movie comes out in december we've not had an official trailer we only had a teaser trailer and i was there at star wars celebration when it was released right i was there in the room yeah um so yeah. since that time that's all we've had um it was it's a great teaser i mean it's it's fantastic but we never got an actual trailer and for the longest time I was like give us one and there was rumors it was coming soon so they were right you know football comes out Ironically enough, that was when I was flying back from New York Comic Con, and as you know, Obed, my flight got delayed several times. Uh, let's say actually four times total. Um, so I initially thought I would be back uh, in in Florida to to see the trailer on on the big screen when it came out, and then subsequently, with this trailer coming out, the marketing behind it was basically that tickets would go on sale. At 11:15 as well that the, in the night um, for for the, the movie, um, so they were kind of putting those two things together. So I thought I'd be back in time to watch a trailer and buy my tickets. Um, and I I was you know um, I was when I'm when I'm, I'm on the plane um, you know it's already past the time so I knew I was I'd have to wait to see it later. Um, and, and the person it just so happened that I was on the plane with someone who actually works for one of the people for Star Wars. I, I didn't tell you this, Obed. Um, oh, but nice. Yeah, so this lady, I met this really awesome lady um, who works with, works with uh, um, the lady uh, who plays Ahsoka, and, and so it was a really, really cool lady to meet. And, and if you listen to the show, ma'am, it was great meeting you, and you're, you're an awesome uh, person to be on the plane with. Um, but she was so funny because she herself was getting frustrated. She was... Uh, calling through her contacts saying the same thing of like, Hey, I need someone to buy me my tickets for opening night, you know, because I'm going to be on a plane and I can't order my tickets. Um, oh. so that was, that was kind of the, the hustle and bustle of buy tickets. Thankfully I got back in time to, to my place and I was able to, to buy, buy tickets for, for the opening. So, you know, that, uh, we'll have an in-depth review on that one. Anyways, to the trailer, really good trailer. Um, Porgs, really good trailer. Porgs, Kylo Ren. I think, yeah. Yeah, I I think the trailer is really misleading, though. I think I think they they want you to think certain things, and I I don't I don't think things are are what they seem. I hundred percent agree with that, and I I know that you probably heard the same thing that the director said. If you don't want spoilers, don't watch this trailer. That this trailer was gonna have a spoiler in it in it or something. I mean, I think it just—it yeah. only makes sense if you actually know what the spoiler is. If you don't, then you're just 
guessing because they really made made it a big guessing game trailer. I'm like, what do you mean by you say when Luke Skywalker says, uh, "I the last time I saw power like this, like I was scared, like and now I'm even more fearful, like or something." Like, what is he? Who is he talking to? What is he talking about? What the context? Context? Like, what does all this mean? And I like yeah, that. Yeah, there's no. Yep. Um, I think I think for me the 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 more impactful scene was uh, where you can clearly see that Snoke is either force choking or force holding Ray, uh, and he seems to be pretty powerful with the force. So that to me was really unexpected and impressive because I thought Snoke was gonna be like a like a Episode Nine. Like pop, like like Palpatine was on Return of the Jedi, um, so that to me was a surprise. I actually think Snoke's gonna die in this movie. You think so? Yep. I I I actually like I'll I'll say right now, Obed, if you want to do this on the show again, a recording of over under, I say uh, <laughs> over sixty percent chance that that he dies. What about you, Obed? Man. uh... 50-50. Okay. Yeah, 50-50. Um, okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, I, I what, just... What about, what, about, what about Luke? No. No, <laughs> Luke's not going to die. Um, but I, okay. I will tell you this much. I don't think Luke's going to die. I think that when Luke finally encounters Kylo Ren, because of him being the one who trains him, I think Kylo Ren is going to um, be really messed up. He's going to leave this movie really messed up. Like He left the last movie with that gash on his face, and you see it in the trailer. I think he's going to yeah. turn like how Anakin Skywalker went all Darth Vader and is mechanical. I think that's what's going to happen to Kylo Ren in this movie. I think he's going to get really messed up, and he's going to become more machine um, like I, I would not be surprised, but what I will say though, that's, um, kind of some people have thrown around as a, as a theory. I don't think it's true. You know, everyone's trying to still figure out who is Snoke, right? That's been the biggest, like Snoke is not, Snoke can't just be Snoke. Snoke has to be connected to something else. Um, I, yeah. th- that, that's been the, the common belief. Like some people have gone as far as to put pieces together, and I don't want to explain the theory too much on here on 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 the podcast to take too long. But there's some theories going around that Snoke is actually Anakin Skywalker's father. Um, that nah. there, I mean, remember he he he's witnessed the rise and fall of the Empire. He's been around all the way since the Yoda days. So I don't know, man. I, I really he's I don't. Midichlorian. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna undo the whole theory and and uh Chris, hating christensen's gonna show up i don't know man nah uh, yeah i i think he's gonna show up really because i i think i think i think hating christensen's gonna show up on this one i i think so wow um yeah i i, th- I think so um we'll, we'll we'll see how and where but i i have a, a very strong feeling um that he's gonna show up in some some manner of another or, or another. I mean, I here's my theory, Joel. Here's my theory. Give it to us. All right, all right. So that scene where Ray is getting wrecked by by Snoke, right? Before that, Kylo is gonna go into his deep meditative thing, and Anakin's gonna show up as like, "Yo, I'm Darth Vader, dude," but you're wrong and Kylo's gonna have a change of heart 
but then I don't know where this is going to go with him and Ray after that. So I don't know. Do you think it's possible? I and I don't I think, think Disney would be smart to, to gamble this, but do you think it's possible that we could see a flip where a total left field happens and Ray goes evil and Kylo goes good? Is that even possible? That would a, Disney do that? That was a spec. That was a speculation floating around um, when when uh, when they first announced uh, uh, you know episode uh, um, episode eight. So I. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I would I, I would be so. disappointed because I, I feel like that so would ruin that would ruin the Force Awakens. Yeah, that would ruin Force Awakens, and I don't think so because I think I think Disney is really banking on Rey as as a girl power character that is not a Disney princess. That's a good that's a good choice. And, yeah, and they like they're really ba- like they're really pushing Rey really hard. Um, and trust me, I. I watch Disney Channel every day, man. That's <laughs> what happens when you have a kid. And so I know they're they're pushing Ray really hard. So um, I, I don't think they'll do that. But I think that Kylo is either gonna go rogue or 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 he's gonna come to the light, and then we'll find out. Uh, I think Episode Nine is gonna. I think Episode Nine is gonna be very different. I think episode nine is gonna be how how the Sith. I think it's gonna be like a lot of backstory for for everything. Interesting. So so I think I think they want to close that loop because they want to finish the this trilogy. They want to close the the Skywalker saga, and when then we'll just keep getting the 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 Star Wars story or the anthology movies after that. So, um, I, I like it. Yeah, I think episode nine is gonna be. I think episode nine is gonna be real different. I think episode nine is gonna be uh, a lot of exposure, and you'll get action, but it's gonna be very different. I think you know what episode nine is gonna be. Kylo and Rey is like, yo, let's figure this thing out. We need to go back and figure this out. And and it's all yeah. gonna make sense once we know whose Rey's parentage is. Like then that I think will also yeah. bring closure to the sense of like you know her relationship to kylo as well like because all she knows like when it comes to her and kylo like as far as we know they're two very different people the only thing is that she befriended his father and she watched him kill his own father but her and and han solo were very close they show that like right away so it's like you killed you killed the guy that 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 took care of me kind of thing for a short amount of time uh, but what what connection do they have if they have any at all? Um, you know, I think that will bring more light to the subject of what their relationship will be. Because as it is right now, the relationship is just that you killed this guy, and and I don't like you now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see. It looks good. It looks looks amazing. So can't wait. I'm Cannot really wait. For it. I haven't bought my. I haven't. I haven't bought my tickets, but I know that I'll I'll be there um, on opening weekend. So, so question: Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Does does he wield a lightsaber? And if he does, does he wield a blue lightsaber, green lightsaber, or red lightsaber? He has. He still has his lightsaber from Return of Jedi. At the end of the movie, he has it. So. All he right. Still has that one. All right. Yep. <laughs> All right, awesome, man. So, so I know you uh, you have a, a little Nintendo news for us. 
Yeah, just uh, just uh, real quick um, before before we go. So you know how Nintendo's been doing um, their their minis, their NES Classic Mini, and now uh, the Super NES Mini that just came out a couple weeks ago. So um, yesterday it came about that they filed a patent uh, over in Japan for Game Boy. So speculation is that they will have a, a Game Boy Classic Edition with built-in Game Boy games and that, you know, it's going to be a portable. Um, no other details are out there. It's just, a, you know, it's a trademark. Um, I, I really doubt that Nintendo's going to go with uh, with the original size Game Boy. Um, if you ask me, they'll probably do a Game Boy uh, uh, Pocket or Pocket Color uh, size device with the original Game Boy uh paint on it or or you know the 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 gray box with a with a you know red buttons and the and the black uh d-pad so yeah that looks like it's uh it's looks like it's it, they're gonna do it um i'm wondering this is gonna gonna be rechargeable batteries for sure but uh you can put a ton of game boy games on a on a mobile device now so um I, they they better bring it with this one Nice, nice. Um, it, it's kind of like how the SNES and and you know how they're kind of relaunching these special time these classic consoles. Nintendo, um, you know, th- doing this is is a great idea. Um, and then you know if they they give it a nice you know like screen you know maybe a lit up screen you know obviously unlike the original Game Boy Colors, um, you exactly. know that that that's just gonna be a nice nostalgia, but you know also a nice um upgrade to this the console so it still keeps its integrity um but it's upgraded yep. and can be reimagined and re-enjoyed um today yeah this i think i think they would really hit it out of the park if they uh if if they include both game boy and game boy color games um and it it's of course the screen's probably going to be backlit and it's probably going to be an LED, uh, an lcd screen instead of the dot matrix screen that they used back then <laughs> Um, and you know, so they better bring it, man. They they better put some good games on this thing. Is uh, Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land Two, uh, Mario Land, Super Mario Land Two is a great game. Uh, I, I'm not a super big fan of uh, the original Super Mario Land, but the music's good. The music's phenomenal. Uh, and then those Zelda games for Game Boy, which I never played, but I heard that they were amazing. Um, you know, same thing with like Metroid Two, and then. Uh, some other Game Boy Color games that came out, like Metal Gear Ghost Babel, and other games that are you know not readily available out there. So um, it should be interesting to see where they go with this. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm I'm hoping to I'm hoping to to hear that it's officially announced. You know, since this is kind of a leak right now, I'm hoping here to announce. I know it's only been trademarked though in Japan, so I don't know what that fully means for the states. But you know, I'm happy with this with this news. Yeah, I think that they they because they're a Japanese company, they have to file in their uh, country of origin first. Okay, that's a good uh, point. I believe that's what it. I, I believe that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what we got. Uh, yeah, I, I got, I got, I got two uh-huh. thing. I got two things really quick. Oh, you got. They oh, got. Okay, I got. Okay, go no, no, no worries, man. Real quick. Um, first thing is uh, Thor Ragnarok early impressions. I'm sure you you got to. See that that they just had the the screening the other day the official launch oh. screening, 
Um, yeah, yeah, they, they had the premiere, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they had the premiere. Like, the impressions have been really solid for it. It's tracking to go um, the largest opening out of all the Thor films. It's tracking to be over $100 million for the opening weekend, which totally makes sense. You put Hulk in the movie, of course. Um, the, I heard the movie's pretty good. I'm hearing it's really good, too. Um, so I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like what I'm hearing. And I think the only thing I heard one person say is, like, the first act is a little bit uh, tough. But, like, the weirder it gets, the better it gets. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, and then the other thing, too, that, awesome. that, that was interesting that I heard about is the Hulk. Um, that What they're doing with the Hulk Kevin Feige was saying, like, since they can't make their own movie, obviously they, they're putting him into to this movie to make a Planet Hulk movie. But whatever the Hulk story arc is, it's going to be spread out into multiple films, which is led to believe in the Infinity Wars and the Avengers 4, um, that they are going to somehow continue, like, almost like his own Hulk movie is going to be made, but spread out in multiple films. I, I'm going to laugh if, like, it really does connect so well that, like, some ultimate fan just puts together like a hulk movie just just using the footage <laughs> yeah from from these spread out movies if that really is a true rumor but um but yeah i'm happy to hear that and then the other quick thing i wanted to mention was that some little bit of breaking news out for today uh oh, nice. i i don't know um how to make of this and if this is even something that's gonna stick but something we've talked about before you know we thought that this movie's dead and I'm hoping it does actually die because we keep hearing is it, this. Is, is it Gambit? It's Gambit. Gambit has a release date for February 14, 2019 from 20th Century Fox. And Deadline is reporting that Gore uh, Verbinski, if I'm pronouncing it right, is to direct it. Um, but it's, I mean, they're saying Channing Tatum's still attached. I mean, it's it's a it's a weird, weird you know storyline with Gambit. Why are they still pushing this movie? Is this a movie that that would work? I don't understand why Gambit of all the X Men characters they have a standalone. Yeah. Um, but what do you think, Obed? So he he used to be he used to be a big deal. Um, not not so much now, but he used to be a very popular popular character. Uh, and, and just to add real quick, Gore is the director of the first three parts of the Caribbean movies. Yep. Just put it out there, but uh, yeah, I, I saw I saw that. It's funny because I, I I just saw that this afternoon too. So yeah, yeah, I saw it and I was like, I don't know if I should include this or not, but if it if it's something that uh, you know ends up actually materializing, we'll keep an eye on it. And uh, you know, it's been you know greenlit for this date, then canceled, then greenlit, then canceled. They've given themselves enough time this time by saying by 2019. Um, that's more reasonable than when they were saying that this year this movie is going to come out or something. I was like, how are you going to do that? Don't don't pull a Fantastic Four. Don't film something in a matter of six weeks and then say this is fantastic. And yeah, that's it's not good. Uh, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, that's it, man. Cool, cool. So uh, Joe, where, where can everyone find us? Absolutely. Thank you so much for making us a special part of your day by listening to the No Low Time podcast. We ask that you'd please stay connected with us on social media by giving us a follow at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, and we also ask that you would uh, feel free to give us feedback on the show by submitting an email to us, uh, nolowtime at gmail.com. 
That's time at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We also are asking you to if you'd please subscribe to the show to consistently get updates when our latest episodes come out. Um, and, you know, if you're subscribing, you know, you can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Um, but if you're on iTunes specifically, we're asking that you'd please take time to put a review for us on iTunes. Uh, it really helps us as we're trying to spread the word about this awesome, lovely show that Obed and I is just doing as a hobby here, talking about all things that we love on the No Low Time Podcast. But until next time, guys, we'll see you. Yeah, and uh, Joel, it's October. So as the track of the show, we're going to go with uh, Bloody Tears from Super Castlevania 4. <laughs> so we'll see you. Yeah, I had to do it, man. It's it's spooky. So, <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. All right, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs>